Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Razor Hog Update, brought to you by Floyd Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd Seafood has king cakes for Mardi Gras and the big game. Get yours today. Razorbacks LSU tomorrow in Baton Rouge, 11 o'clock. Don't forget about the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show live from Walk-Ons. We'll be on probably about 1.30 tomorrow, 1.45, Josh Neighbors and me. Head on out to walk-ons. Be a great place to watch the game tomorrow. Bloody Mary, a little lunch. Maybe have a brew or two watching the Razorbacks in LSU. Got the Arkansas women. Man, lost one last night. Beat Alabama earlier this season in Tuscaloosa. And then they come to Fayetteville, and Alabama has a huge second quarter. Puts it on Arkansas. And the women's two-game winning streak comes to an end. They will play Auburn Sunday. The Diamond Hawks will hit the field today. 3 o'clock, another scrimmage. They got scrimmages this weekend. Your uh, potential, your penciled-in Game 1, Game 2 starters are going at it today. Hagen Smith and uh, Molina, they will uh, be the starting pitchers, maybe go a couple of innings. I think uh, Hagen Smith went one inning last week, last Friday. So they're going to work his pitch count up. So you'll get a little Razorback baseball tonight. Uh, and then uh, it was announced yesterday. Razorbacks will be on national TV nine times this season. Of course, all their games are streamed, but you'll get to watch them on ESPN2, the SEC Network, ESPNU, several times this year. That's a look at your Razor Hog update right here on Out of Bounds. Glad you're with us. Wes Moore, Joe Franklin. we got Matt Moscona from ESPN Radio down in Baton Rouge joining us. We'll take some of your phone calls coming up a little bit later. We'll get Matt on here first and talk to him about the LSU Tigers basketball team and what kind of interest in this team right now. I have a feeling there's probably more interest in the baseball team than the basketball team. Let's go to Matt. He joins us now. Matt, what's up? How are you? Hey, Wes. I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I was just uh, throwing it out. I'm guessing there's probably more interest in uh, LSU baseball right now than LSU basketball. Am I right? Without even a shred of a doubt. (laughs) Um, I bet if you polled most LSU fans right now, they couldn't tell you LSU starting five for tomorrow's game. And it's been a surprising start for LSU in the SEC, a little better than expected. Yeah, they were picked 13th in the league, and... um, you know, they got off to a pretty good start there. Uh, and, I mean, you all remember LSU did the same thing a year ago. A top-ten Arkansas team came into the PMAC, and LSU upset them. And then they went on a 13-game losing streak after that. Um, you know, so they did have a nice start to conference play. They started 3-1. and one. Um, But, man, um, you know, Wes, they're just – what you're seeing now is really what this team is. Uh They'll play some 50-50 games, and if they don't win them, the season's going to turn ugly because they're just not talented enough uh, to compete with or beat the good teams in the league. And you saw that this past Saturday against Alabama there in Tuscaloosa where they kind of got run out of the gym. Is that uh, a result of the competition, like you said, some of the better teams over the last five games they've lost for the last five? Is that what the difference has been? Yeah, you know, but also – you know, I alluded to the fact they got to win their 50-50 games. Georgia was a 50-50 game, and they lost it 68-66. And, guys, they had a lead with 13 seconds left. Georgia inbounded from under their own goal or uh, under the LSU basket, length of the floor, uh, put up a, a three-pointer. It missed. The LSU guy had position but didn't box out. Georgia got the offensive rebound, put back, and won. LSU loses by two. So, I mean, it's a 50-50 game that you had won. You know, and, and those are the ones that you can't drop 
because you know what's coming. I mean, if you look at LSU's schedule, yeah, they got to get this one tomorrow at home against Arkansas. They just have to because if they don't, you're at Tennessee, you're home against Bama, you're at Florida, you're at mm-hmm. South Carolina. Who, I mean, who knew they were going to be what they are? Then you're home against Kentucky. I mean, this if you don't get this game against Arkansas, realistically, you're staring at a three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, probably likely a nine-game losing streak in conference because I, I don't know how they win any of the next five. Mm. Matt, what's the what's been the key for this team? The the little bit of success that they've had, it, it's an improvement. Where would they've shown the most improvement? I think there's there's two things primarily. One is Jordan Wright. So Jordan Wright is a Baton Rouge kid who who played the last four years at Vanderbilt. So he took advantage of the COVID year and came home. And at Vanderbilt, you know, Jerry Stackhouse, you know, kind of used him kind of as a combo guard, and he he never really got a chance to just be a scorer. And that's what he's doing on this team. And he's been he's been sensational. He's averaging 15 a night, and he's LSU's best player. Um, the other is Jalen Cook. And diehard SEC basketball fans might remember Jalen Cook. Uh, he, he was a really good prospect from Walker, which is about 15 minutes from, from LSU. And uh, he spent the first two years of his career at LSU, but he was behind Cam Thomas. Mm. He transferred to Tulane played two years at Tulane and was awesome and then transferred back to LSU this year. Well, initially, because he was a multiple-time transfer, the NCAA declined his waiver. But just a few weeks back, whenever the NCAA allowed for the multi-time transfers, uh, Jalen Cook was allowed to play. And it, that's turned that's turned the season around. Jalen Cook is a legitimate point guard. He's got really good ball skills, and they can play with tempo offensively with Jalen running the point. He's also averaging 15 a night. So those two things really are the biggest differences from LSU a year ago when they were they were the worst team in the conference and, and what they are right now, which is a team that's, you know, at its best could probably push somewhere near the middle. You know, maybe they could finish near seven, eight wins in league play, which is a dramatic improvement from a year ago when they won two conference games. But um, but they're still, they're a ways away from being a competitive uh, team, you know, talking about tournament play or postseason play. Now, interestingly enough, with LSU, they played Texas A and M twice already, and yeah. they split. But on the road, LSU was able to win at A and M, and then A and M was able to win at LSU. What did, What did you see as far as some differences in those games and the style of play, and, and to get that type of result? They pull up the box score, and they'll tell you the whole story. So. A&M is one of the best rebounding teams in the country. And LSU went on the road and dominated the glass. LSU, I mean, was um, not only the, the – uh, but I'm sorry. Um, I, I was pulling up the box score for you. I pulled, up, I pulled up the most recent one. So here you go. The first game, the one in College Station, LSU out-rebounded A&M 46-40. But on the offensive glass, LSU out-rebounded A&M as well, which – I mean, A&M is one of the best rebounding teams in America. Yeah. And so that's, I think the second chance sports maybe was like 26 to 1. I mean, it was absurd. Um, that was the game. And then the second go round in Baton Rouge, A&M just didn't let LSU get off the ground. And it was still a close ball game despite that because LSU shot the three ball pretty well. But, um, yeah, I'm looking at here the rebounds. It was 48-34 mm. A&M for the game in Baton Rouge. I and mean, that was the story. It's just LSU was really strong on the glass in College Station and they just got bullied in Baton Rouge. What's their weakness, LSU's? <laughs> hmm. Uh, hmm. A lot. Um, they don't have a rim protector, that's for sure. Um, they play with, with pace so they can get up and down and score and transition, and I think they're pretty solid in the half court, but they really don't have a dominant post. And I, you know, I can respect a guy like Will Baker, who's a transfer, who came in as a seven-footer. Um, you know, getting some run out of Hunter Dean as well, you know, who's a senior transfer player as well. But man, that that's got to be where it starts, you know. And it's odd because I mentioned the game against A and M where they they really dominated the glass. Um, but boy, they can get bullied down there. Hmm. Uh, they got good perimeter players; they can score, and they can play with tempo. But they just they don't have room protection, and they don't have a dominant score at the post. You mentioned in one of those games against A&M that they shot the three well overall, how they shot the three um, this year, and I guess uh, mostly in conference play. What do they look like shooting from deep? 
probably better than I thought they would. Um, you know, as a team, they're they're right about thirty five percent, which you'll take that. Uh, but whenever they've been competitive, they've they've converted there, and they've also done a good job of getting to the line and converting to the free throw line. Um, I don't know that seventy two percent from the line is going to wow anybody, but that's really when you're looking at LSU. It's it's can they get to the line and convert, and can they? Can they shoot about 35, 40% from three? If they're doing those two things, they're scoring the ball and, and they're competitive in games. When they're not, they're not. Um, but I'll give, I'll give Matt McMahon a ton of credit. He is squeezing every bit of juice out of this roster, which is, again, guys, like, I don't know that people fully grasp what Matt McMahon inherited. Um, you know, a program that had, the uncertainty of sanctions from the Will Wade stuff looming. They didn't know if there would be scholarships. They didn't know if there would be a postseason ban. Um, within two weeks of being hired, he had zero scholarship players. Like, let that sink in. Within two weeks of being hired, he had zero. Zero scholarship players. So last year was really a punt. And so this year he's been able to implement some of what he wants to do, so it's almost like year one. But I just I think you just got to realize what this team is, man. There's going to be days where they shoot it well and and they and they're efficient and they they don't turn the basketball over and they're going to be really competitive. But then there's also days where they're going to get outclassed against good teams like you saw against Bama last Saturday. The box score shows the last time LSU played a Saturday game against A and M, there were nine thousand people there. Were there nine thousand? <laughs> Do you expect nine thousand tomorrow? No, there will not be nine thousand people there. Um, I think LSU uh, lists paid attendance, uh, not actual. So, no, I, I do not think there will be 9,000 people. Um, you know, on a three-game losing streak, uh, they, had, they had this week off, so it's a little out of sight, out of mind. You know, the, uh, the Lady Tiger basketball team right now is garnering an awful lot of attention. And with baseball kind of gearing up as well, you know, that's, that's always going to steal a lot of eyeballs. You know, basketball is a real weird thing around here, man. And, I, Wes, I know you know that, but it's a feast or famine type deal. If they're good, if people are into it, Man, it can be exciting and fun. And LSU's had some real fun one-offs, and some—I mean, some of the greatest players ever, from Pistol Pete and you know, Shaq and Bob Pettit. I mean, you had Ben Simmons, who's number one overall pick. Cam Thomas is crushing it in the league right now. But man, when they're when they're bad, and that seesaw goes the other direction, you don't get to anger here. You get to apathy. Like you bypass anger and go straight to apathy. So that's kind of where they are right now. And. um you know, but look, Matt McMahon signed two top 50 prospects in this most recent class. They're getting their NIL rolling for basketball, and he's a good coach, and they're going to build it here. It's, it's just going to take him time. But no, Wes, there, there's not going to be 9,000 people in the, in the PMAC tomorrow. How much has this LSU roster turned over from last year? Because that's something that we see. It's a trend in college sports altogether, and we know all about that at Arkansas. But looking at last year's LSU team and what it looks like this year, how much has yeah. the team changed? Yeah, I mean, the only players that are back from a year ago are Derek Fountain, Trey Hannibal, uh, Monty Wilkinson, uh, Terrell Ward, and Jalen Reed. So um, it's basically a new group, especially when you look at the minutes and how the, you know, who the contributors are. Um, you know, one of the guys they brought in as well uh, was Carlos Stewart, who was actually a teammate at at the Dunham School in Baton Rouge um, of Jordan Wrights. And they, he went to Santa Clara and transferred in as, as a grad transfer. And he's a guy that is a really fun player and can be a dynamic scorer, but he's battled injury all year, so they haven't really got him going. So it would probably look a little different offensively as well if they had him coming off the bench, you know, another score, you know, another score off the bench. But it's it's essentially a it's not a completely new roster, but in terms of who the contributors are, when you look at Jordan Wright, Jalen Cook, Will Baker, you know, Mike Williams is a freshman who, by the Mike Williams is unafraid, y'all. I mean, he, he will, he'll put it up from anywhere on the floor. And he's, I think, a guy that's got a lot of, a lot of potential. But, you know, four of your top five guys weren't even on this roster a year ago. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the roster top to bottom is completely new, but your contributors are. Matt Moscona with us. 
ESPN Radio down in Baton Rouge. I want to switch it up, talk a little baseball. Diamond Hogs are in action this afternoon. Got a little false or spring scrimmage going on. A lot of excitement up here, and I know there's a lot of excitement with the defending national champions. What's this team look like? Well, they're replacing what I think many would consider have been the two best players in college baseball a year ago with Skeens and Cruz. Of course, everybody knows they went one and two in the draft. Cruz won the won the Golden Spikes, and Skeens won the Dick Hauser in the National Pitcher of the Year. So, I mean, they, make no mistake, they, there's not another Paul Skeens, and there might not be another one for another 35 years. The gap between Ben McDonald and Paul Skeens, a guy like that who could you know dominate a game the way those guys did. And they don't have a deal in Cruz. Um, but the, the totality of this roster is going to be better than the roster a year ago. Um, Again, last year they were so dependent and so reliant on Paul Skeens. They really didn't figure out their rotation, even up at the Omaha. I mean, Ty Floyd was up and down throughout the year, and then Thatcher Hurd, uh, they used him in every possible spot. Weekend rotation, midweek, bullpen, closer. They just couldn't find anywhere where he was consistent until he figured it out in the postseason. Um, but this rotation is going to be awesome. I mean, you've got Hurd. Luke Holman was the Friday guy from Alabama who transferred in. And then Gage Jump is a, a dominant lefty from UCLA who transferred in as well. I mean, your rotation feels like it's set, guys. There's a They signed a kid, Cam Johnson, who a lot of people thought was, you know, had mocked to be a top 10 pick in this last summer's draft. He's a lefty, 6'4", 240. I mean, he looks like a defensive end. Throws 100 from the left side. Those guys don't show up on college campuses. But he didn't get his number in the draft. And so he's here, and he's probably just going to be a bullpen arm. Um They've got a far deeper pitching staff this year than they did a year ago. Again, no ski. They don't. Have, they do not have a Paul ski, but they got more arms. And then um, you're replacing a ton of your position players. Obviously, Cruz, guys like Jordan Thompson, who was you know your your stalwart at shortstop for so long. Trey Morgan was you know was a fan favorite, and a great player at first base. So you're replacing a lot of familiar faces there. But you know, Jay Johnson has recruited really well, and he's at the portal as hard as anybody. So um, yeah, I think. You know, one to thirty-five, they'll be better than they were a year ago. It's going to be finding who you know who slots in where, and a lot of that first month of the season feels like it's going to be Jay figuring that out. Is pitching going to be the strength of this team this year, or would it be hitting? Well, I mean, I'll throw the caveat that obviously we got to go see him do it, but the depth of the staff should see. Last year, we knew. That, this, that that team was going to score and they were going to bludgeon the baseball while they figured out the staff. And that's basically how it turned out. This year it kind of feels like it's in reverse. Your pitching staff is going to be deep and talented and really, really strong as you figure out who the position players are going to be. Like, we know Tommy White's going to play third. We know that Jared Jones is going to play first. If Jay Johnson has said Paxton Kling's going to play somewhere in the outfield, probably center. So you got those three. It kind of feels like every other job is up for grabs. I'm sure they have guys they like and they what they think will happen, but aside from those three, you could convince me that that someone could win a job at any other spot of the field. Sounds very similar to Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas has got Hagen Smith, their Friday night guy. Uh, yeah. Tiger, who was their Sunday last year, he's back on a Sunday. They went and got Texas Tech's Friday night starter. He's their Saturday guy, it looks like. And it and, and at the plate, they're figuring things out. Got a lot of talented guys. It's just figuring out the lineup and where they fit, how these pieces fit. I think it's it's very similar, uh, these two teams. And it's going to be a great series up in Fayetteville later this year. Matt Moscona with us, ESPN Radio. Matt, how, how important has the NIL been for LSU baseball? Yeah, I mean, it, Wes, it's funny. As you were, you were talking about Arkansas, you know, what I've been told is that LSU-Arkansas are 1-2 in the country in, in NIL dollar spending baseball. And it makes sense, right? I mean, look at the two programs, the fan support that you get in these two programs, and the ability to go knock on doors and get to the right people that you need to, right? I mean, it's, there's, an, there's an all-in feeling to win at the highest level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I remember I asked Jay Johnson last year before the season, about uh, about NIL, and he kind of scoffed a little, and he said, you know, 
I had the number one recruiting class in the country when I was at the University of San Diego. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he did. I mean, he had Chris Bryant there. I mean, he was, he's, Jay's a great recruiter, but it's also, I think, naive of anyone to think that NIL isn't a part of what they do. Now, I don't think in baseball it's as big a part as some may think because we hear these things in football, these you know, half quarter million, half a million, million dollar NIL deals for football. Like that's not happening at LSU, and I'm not. If it's not happening at LSU, I don't think it's happening. Anyway. Um, but but yeah, I, I think I think it's certainly a component of it, and I think it's also good for college baseball because there's going to be more incentive. I don't know if you guys agree with this. I think there's going to be more incentive for some guys who who need the college experience to bypass the draft out of high school and come to college or to stay in college maybe an extra year to continue to develop because, you know, instead of taking that, you know, fifteen twenty thousand dollar signing bonus, go ride in a bus and low A ball, mm-hmm. why not why not go play in front of ten thousand people a night on an SEC weekend and, you know, face you know, weekend starting pitching in the SEC. I think I think there's it just adds to it just adds to the sales pitch for guys like Jay Johnson and Dave Van Horn and all these coaches at major programs. That's exactly what Dave Van Horn told us Wednesday. Matt, Matt Moscona with us, ESPN Radio in Baton Rouge. Matt, do you have any idea what kind of NIL deal, how much Skeen's got? <laughs> Guys, I'm not comfortable enough to say, and if I told you what I thought, I think a lot of people would laugh. But I'll tell you, like, it ain't <laughs> it, it. It it wasn't six figures. Hmm. Um, it was a low dollar. You, but you got to keep in mind too. When Paul Skeen showed up on campus from Air Force, he wasn't Paul Skeen's the number right. one pick in the draft. Like that's the thing I'll tell people about Jaden Daniels too. Like if I told you Jaden Daniels' number, you'd probably laugh and say, "Yeah, right." But remember, like. He was toying with the idea of going in the draft a year ago. LSU lost three games. There were a lot of people who wanted Nussmeyer. He he wasn't Jaden Daniels' Heisman winner, you know, last year. Same thing with Skeens. I mean, they knew he had potential when he came in from Air Force, but only when he got here, and he wasn't going through the the rigors of academy life every day and focusing only on baseball and using the pitch academy that you know and all the the pitching lab that LSU has and all of that. You're really taking care of his body for baseball and not. You know, baseball and military training, like Paul Skeen's transformed, right? Um, so it, I, I know people would, would scoff, but uh, I'll tell you this: whatever NIL money he got was wholly insignificant on his decision. <laughs> uh, and I, I know that's funny to think because of what we now know about Skeen, but you got to remember what it was like, who Paul Skeen was when you're recruiting him out of Air Force, not who Paul mm-hmm. Skeen is when he was the first pick of the draft. Matt, great talking with you. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for taking some time out, carving some time out for us today. Okay, guys. Appreciate the invite. All right. Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio in Baton Rouge, joining us. See, now, I have heard the story. It came down between Arkansas and LSU for Paul Skeen. And Arkansas just couldn't match the money. Couldn't couldn't get it. Couldn't do what LSU was doing. Now, maybe it was, like he's saying... 75000 and Arkansas could only get fifty. I don't know. I'm pulling numbers, making them up. I have no clue. But that was the story I've heard. Now, Paul Skeens, when he went to LSU, he went as a utility player. And that he, he was there right. at Air Force. Yeah. I think they saw him throw one time and said, ah, uh-uh, you're no, changing no, all that. You're, you're a pitcher. You're Friday night. Coming up. Take your call, 661-1037. Wide open. Whatever you want to discuss, Arkansas, LSU, bring it. Let's go. This is Out of Bounds. Listen for Oakwan's Nancy Holtis on the Zone, presented by Crave Barbecue and Specialty Dogs. Bryant's new sports mecca in Saline County. Crave carries all the sporting events on their flat screens, axe throwing, and 30 beers and mixed drinks on their beer wall. Award-winning barbecue and specialty dogs. Plus, get lunch for under 10 bucks. Crave Barbecue and Specialty Dogs in Bryant. This is SportsCenter. 
The Arkansas football team lost one of their top signees from the 2024 class as Ashton Bethel Roman was released from his national letter of intent yesterday. With the loss of him, Arkansas falls from the 27th ranked class in the country to the 30th ranked class. That's good for 15th in the SEC. In the NFL, the Washington Commanders hired Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach. Quinn fielded one of the top defenses in the league each year with the Cowboys. On top of taking the Falcons to the Super Bowl as head coach and winning a Super Bowl as defensive coordinator of the Seahawks in 2013-2014. The Commanders are reportedly eyeing UCLA head coach Chip Kelly to be their offensive coordinator. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get your weekend started with Friday extended happy hour drink specials. The downtown location has two floors of fun with karaoke in the bar and J.J. Wilson, the DJ, playing an open format DJ set with something for everyone down in the basement. North Little Rock location gets karaoke party going 9 p.m. every Friday. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Two locations, downtown Little Rock and the new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Find us online brewskiespubandgrub.com it's Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers. Don't make it difficult this year. Get to Robert Irwin Jewelers and buy her diamonds. Spend $99 or more and get a dozen free roses and a box of chocolates. Bigger, brighter diamonds, free financing, Robert Irwin Jewelers, or online at rijewelers.com while supplies last. Justin Acre here, and I can tell you, I know a few things about radio, and I can probably talk you through a football game, but I really don't know anything about much of anything else. Serta Pro Painters does, though, and that's the company I always use when I need a project done at my house. I've used them for over a decade for a number of different projects inside and outside and I don't care if you're a painting expert Serta Pro is here to help and make the process as awesome as it can be for you so get Serta Pro on your project soon you can schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. that's Serta with a C each Serta Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated when it comes to painting do what I do trust Serta Pro People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? You can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor closer than you think. Tune in each week for I Didn't See That Coming on The Zone. Every Tuesday, Justin and DJ discuss those stories that cause you to raise an eyebrow. It's I Didn't See That Coming presented by Barton's Home Outlet. Kitchens, baths, floors, and more. 100% employee owned. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome back to Out of Bounds. Westmore, Joe Franklin. Glad you're with us. Time to make some picks. Forgot about it, Joe. I forgot to tease that. Uh, we're we're good. We're good. Um, Still getting into the routine. Yeah. Yeah. We got a couple of weeks left of this. So we're uh, picking this week, and then Super Bowl is next week. So it ends with the Super Bowl. And it's it's pretty tight with Chris Shinnup and Nathan Monin. Chris has a two-game lead over Nathan. It's 162 to 160. So this is something that can be won or lost in the last two weeks of the season here. What's up, Chris? What's up, uh, Joe and uh, Wes? Welcome to Out of Bounds. Thank you. 
It's so good to be here. Well, it's, uh, it's been great listening to y'all all week. Uh, Wes, obviously, it's been uh, great working with you uh, uh, on the zone, uh, you know, with the Arkansas Urology and all that we've done together and excited to uh, work with you even more now on Out of Bounds. Yeah, I, uh, I think this is going to be a great fit, and uh, I appreciate what you said, Chris. All right, let's go ahead and get into the picks. First up, we have Arkansas taking on LSU. And Nathan goes with Arkansas. What do you say, Chris? You know, I was listening earlier, and uh, I agree with uh, pretty much what y'all been saying about the game. It's hard to believe that tickets were $2. Now they're $1 down there in Baton Rouge. Uh, I agree with Nathan, even though we're in a tight race. Give me, uh, give me the Razorbacks. Wes, are we, are we taking the points here or just straight up? No, just straight up. Who do you think is going to win the game? I'll go with LSU. You're going with LSU? Yeah. Wes and I agree. I'm going with LSU, so we're split there. I got to see some more out of this team. Houston, that, that's, exactly, that's exactly the thoughts there. Houston at Kansas. And we're talking about a top 10 matchup here where Houston is going in to play against Kansas. Nathan goes with Kansas. Chris? Yeah, I think this will be a good game. I think this will be a dogfight. Um you know, Bill Self is 13-0 and uh, in top 10 matches at uh, Allen Fieldhouse. I think while uh, Houston's going to give him a good run for his money, I think Kansas will uh, win a close. You know, Kansas at times looks like a potential Final Four team. Kansas at other times looks like a Kansas team that could be uh, knocked out of the first or second round and not even make it to the Final Four. I don't know what to make out of this Kansas team. I think Houston is tough. Uh, they're a physical team. They're mentally, they're tough. I think they're capable of going on the road and uh, winning this game. I'm just going Kansas, though. I have a feeling the home team gets it done. This is a big game for Kansas. They, it's kind of a prove-it game for them. I'm going to give the edge to Kansas at home. I'm going on the island. I'm taking Houston. I am taking the higher-ranked team and the team that's shown over the past couple of years that they can get it done, no matter where they're playing. So I'm going to go with Houston here. Duke at North Carolina. Duke-UNC, one of the best rivalries in college basketball. Nathan goes with UNC. Chris? Yeah, Joe, like you said, uh, one of the best rivalries in the country. Uh, I think uh, I'm agree with Nathan. I think uh, give me UNC. Yeah, I hate to agree, but I wasn't that impressed with Duke. I didn't think much of Duke. I think North Carolina home. I'll stay with the home team. Go North Carolina. Yeah, we're going UNC across the board there. Tennessee at Kentucky. Nathan goes with Kentucky. What do you say, Chris? Yeah, you know, I uh, I was really pulling for the Hogs last week uh, against Kentucky, and, and uh, I think uh, we almost got it done. I think uh, Tennessee always plays Kentucky pretty close, and Coach Barnes has a pretty good record against uh, Kentucky, but I think Kentucky's going to be too strong at home. Give me uh, Give me Kentucky. I've been riding the home teams. I'm going to change it here. Both teams are coming off of a loss. Maybe they were looking ahead to this big matchup. But I, I think Tennessee's the best team in the SEC. I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Kentucky. Um, I think Tennessee goes on the road, gets it done, bounces back after their loss. T- look, Kentucky didn't play good against Arkansas. They didn't play good earlier this week. I don't think they're playing good right now. Maybe this is a little mid-season blip on the radar from Kentucky, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. Tennessee does seem like the better overall team when you look at the roster, look at the way they've been playing. But we're going to put Wes on Tennessee Island here. I'm going to go with Kentucky at home. Lakers at Knicks. Now, the Lakers are expected to have AD and LeBron back. They were both missing in the game last night against the team that has the best record in the NBA in the Celtics. And they got a one. They got a win against the Celtics at Boston. Minus eighty, minus LeBron. Now they take on the Knicks tomorrow. Nathan goes with the Knicks. Chris. Yeah, you know, uh, I like what the Knicks have been doing lately. Uh, I picked the Lakers last week, uh, and they they looked uh, pretty strong. Um, obviously, they looked pretty good without those two players last night. But I think the Knicks uh, are going to be uh, too strong at home. So give me the Knicks. So we think LeBron and AD are back for this game. Yes. Then they lose. <laughs> That's good logic there. Yeah. They haven't been playing the best when those two have been on the court. And uh, we're all going to agree there. We go Knicks across the board. 
Now we get into some of the All-Star games going on. The NHL All-Star game coming up tomorrow. This is going to be in Toronto. And they're going to be in a great setting for hockey. One of the the uh, original teams there for NHL. But it's Eastern and Western Conference. They have a little different setup where they play three games. But the final game is a matchup of East and West. So Nathan goes with Eastern Conference. Chris. You know, Jack, and I honestly, I know nothing uh, about this game. Uh, tomorrow, I look at these rosters. Uh, what did Nathan go with? Eastern. All right, since we're in a uh, pretty much a, a dead heat, give me the the Western. Hmm. Uh, I want to change my pick. I want to go with the Lakers. HP's cussing me. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm thinking about this. They're going to New York. AD and LeBron. They're gonna they're gonna play extremely hard. Madison Square Garden. Give me the Lakers. All right. Just for HP. There we go. So you, so Wes is on another island there with the Lakers. I'll go with the southern team in the hockey. Uh, eastern or western? Oh, there's not a southern team? No. <laughs> oh. Wes, I would have thought there was too. Yeah. Uh, I looked at the rosters and it didn't help me any. I'll go with the western. Okay, you're going western. We're going to be split on this. I'm going to take eastern. So Nathan and I go eastern. Wes, Chris, go western. Senior Bowl, American versus National. And so, in the past, you've been able to look at these rosters and say North versus South, but it's not split up like that anymore. And, uh, you know, people pay attention to which roster has some Razorbacks on it at times. But Nathan goes with American. What do you say, Chris? You know, I didn't realize that Team National has uh, lost, I guess, the last, what, two years, three years to uh, Team American. Looks like uh, Team American's outscored. Them forty-seven to twenty. Uh, I like uh, Team uh, National's uh, quarterback room and, and just some of their players on their roster. So give me uh, Team National. Wes, American. You going American? Yeah, I'm. I'm an American. Okay, all American. All right. So we're going to put Chris on National Island. I'm going American there also. And then Pro Bowl games, AFC versus NFC. It got started last night. Pretty exciting stuff when uh, you look at the best catch. And some of the other competitions that they had with, uh, so it was a long snap competition. Jason Kelsey was involved in that one. Pretty funny that he went for, they had it broken down into different points. And the highest you could go was five points. And Jason Kelsey went for the five every time. Hmm. He hit it one time. But to end it on Sunday, there are a couple of flag football games. And then that determines the winner. So Nathan goes NFC. Chris. You know, I think the AFC has the edge with uh, players like Will Anderson and Miles Garrett. Uh, give me the AFC, Joe. Oh, I'm an NFC guy. Cowboys all the way. NFC. Okay. All right. Dak. Split. Dak for the win. We split again then. Going with the AFC here. And that'll round out the picks for the week. Chris, thank you. We appreciate it. Good luck on your picks. Hey, thank you all. You all have a great weekend. All right. We'll wrap it up when we come back. Now we'll open up the phone line, 661-1037, 661-1037. Got Razorbacks to discuss. We'll get into some NFL. we got some NFL sound we need to play for you still. Too early to talk Super Bowl. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Would you like to hear better for as little as 10 cents a day? Now you can with the all-new Audion hearing aids. 
The average hearing aid lasts about three years. Ours at only $99 a pair means you're paying as little as 10 cents a day to hear better. And to make things even better, we'll give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Skip the doctor and get hearing aids delivered straight to your door. We've eliminated all the middlemen to offer you a factory direct price of only $99 a pair. Join over 300,000 people just like you who took advantage of our 45-day trial offer. Now you can hear better too for just 10 cents a day. Call now and order your $99 pair of Audion hearing aids with a 45-day money-back guarantee. Plus, get free 3-5 to day shipping. 800-479-8524 800-479-8524 That's 800-479-8524 This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. To remind us that we're all in this together, listen to the words of German clergyman Martin Niemuller. When Hitler attacked the Jews... I was not a Jew, therefore I was not concerned. When Hitler attacked the Catholics, I was not a Catholic, therefore I was not concerned. And when Hitler attacked the unions and industrialists, I was not a member of either group and was not concerned. Then Hitler attacked me and the Protestant church, and there was nobody left to be concerned. Double B's believes that we are all here to help, support, and encourage each other to make Arkansas a better place. Doublebees is an Arkansas company that is here to help Arkansans and everyone else. Doublebees, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. Now's your chance to be a part of the team. Join the Razorback Foundation for as little as $50 to be first in line for tickets, seating, parking, and exclusive events with coaches and players. Plus, members get 20% off at Slim Chickens in Northwest Arkansas. Your membership provides 465 Razorback student-athletes with the resources they need to succeed in the classroom and in competition. Join by calling 479-443-9000 or visit RazorbackFoundation.com. As a Razorback Foundation member, you will experience the life time full of Razorback memories. Go Hogs! DJ Williams here with The Zone. Very excited about the show coming up Monday. We got Clint Sterner. That's Chris Crane. Hyundai. Yeah, he'll be in talking all things you need to know as we are getting ready for the big matchup between the 49ers and the Chiefs. And obviously, we got a recap of weekend in sports with the Razorbacks. We got everything you need to know. Make sure you tune in. Show starts at 10 a.m. The Zone, where sports and entertainment come crashing together. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Back out of bounds, Westmore Joe Franklin. Glad you're here. Let's take some phone calls. 661-1037. We open it up to you. Hit that phone. 661-1037. Pete starts us off. Pete is in Little Rock. Pete, welcome to the show. What's up? What's up, young man? What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, Pete? Hey, I wanna I wanna uh talk about this team and uh you know, I mean, they, it's a good team. They play well. They communicate. And um, I think you two are going to be great. For a second, I thought you were talking about the Razorbacks, and I was getting lost. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. That's, that's a little stupid joke. Uh, but seriously, congrats on the new, on, Thank you know, you. On, the, on the format. I mean, seriously, it's a, it, I've got my radio in the office back on uh, at, uh, at 1 o'clock. And, of course, we know DJ's... Uh, Killing it as well. I yep. think he's going to give uh, JA a run for his money. Um, so I think you know. Here, here's my assessment on basketball. I, you know, most of us, right? We all agree. You know, at least by February first, your your team stats are accurate. You know, super accurate, and you know, but you can see the cream that will that's rising to the top, and then you're going to see the dreads that are that are sinking or that just you know won't do it. There, there's still there's still some conundrums like 
you know, why a couple of players are playing, and this is my personal assessment, why some are playing, why aren't, but I'm certainly not criticizing uh, Muss. I mean, I'm, there's, there's, no, there's no critique to levy on Muss. Go, go and look. Now, I did this from my head, my four buddies, big, big sports fans, players, and um, I looked up at November top 10. I think Randy said something about the other day. Top 10 paid coaches. This was a November article. And, of course, Musk was nine or number 10. Uh, a lot of SEC coaches in there, of course. But of the top, just think of it this way. And, and I should do the math before I say the following. But of the top 10 coaches uh, that are paid in, in the country, look at Musk's record compared to the other nine. And maybe it was the other 14. In other words, you know, track their success and what they're getting paid relative to what Musk has accomplished in the last, you know, three years. So it's his bus is gassed and it's full. Now he's going to, he needs a tune up, right? <laughs> Musk bus needs a tune up. But um, it, it happens to all teams, all coaches. And, um, you know, I, I don't listen to too many rumors. I hate, and I, because of the traveling, I hadn't heard anything on Devo or read anything in the last 48 hours. Nobody else has either. He definitely. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, congrats, guys. It's a great new format. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice to hear. It was the ESPN crew last week uh, during the game against Kentucky, and they were talking about the must bus. And all it needs is an oil change. That's it. It's not breaking down. It's fine. Uh, and it, the the uh, color guy was very complimentary of uh, not. It was the uh, on on the set with the old coach. God, I can't remember his name. Seth Greenberg. Yeah, Greenberg. He said you know he went to practice and watched Arkansas practice, and he said it wasn't what I expected. I expected a team that's struggling like Arkansas to struggle in practice. He said this team was practicing hard, they were getting after it, they looked good. He's like it was it it showed a lot about musclement. And he felt like this isn't a team that's reflective of their record. And maybe he saw a little something and we saw a glimpse against Kentucky and saw a better look against Missouri and maybe maybe this about to turn the the corner, um, but that was that was refreshing to hear, and that's the second time. Uh, and I, I guess it was uh, Jimmy Dykes also said the same thing on one of the telecasts that he had going to practice. And he's like, man, these guys are getting after it. They're practicing hard. They're not in there fighting, and it, it is. It looks like a team that's still hanging in there. So well, that, that gave me encouragement to hear those two guys. Something that's puzzling about it, and the fact that it's not. It's not going over to the game. If they're practicing one way, they're not getting the results when they get to the game. So that, that's something that can be puzzling because they are putting the effort out there. They're practicing hard, as, as the analysts are saying. What, what's happening between the practices in the game? Is it about Arkansas and something that they're doing or not doing? Or is it about the opponents that they're playing against? Well... The opponent is a little bit better Saturday. No doubt. I think LSU's, no, they are. They're a little bit better than Missouri. It's an opportunity. They've been playing the best. Arkansas has. I mean, the, the first six, seven games were against the best of the SEC. All you have to do is look at the standings. And they failed those tests, except for against A&M. Now they get an opportunity to play a couple of the lesser teams, like in LSU, I th- Georgia. Georgia's... Improved and they've been hanging in there in the SEC, but this is—they're not at the top. Georgia's not one of the top six, seven, eight teams in the SEC. So this is an opportunity for Arkansas. They want to turn it around. It's now, uh, and I think too having all next week off will benefit this team. You know, Musselman's got a great record when he has time to prepare for a team. I don't know it offhand. I've read it several times, but you—you you look at Musselman's record, like going into the NCAA tournament when he has a week off. They win that first-round game. Uh, he gets some time off to prepare for a team. He usually does really well. So I, I like that matchup against Georgia. So you think with Georgia in that first matchup, it was just a deal with struggling on the road? I think it's just struggling team, period. I think they're a better team now. And they, they're playing better, at least. And the second half against Georgia, they played well. That, I think they lost that half by two points, maybe. 
And it was, you know, Nick, it, I remember Arkansas got it to six at one point, and Georgia always responded and then pushed it back to ten. And Arkansas come back and make it like a seven-point game. Maybe they got it to four. I have to look at my notes. That sounds just like what Arkansas just did to Missouri. So Arkansas mm-hmm. imposed their will on Missouri in the first half, and then they were able to do just enough in the second half to hold on. Hold off. And that's what Georgia did. But Arkansas did play better in the second half against Georgia. Um, that's a game at home on a Saturday. you got to take advantage of it and go win that game. All of a sudden, maybe you got a winning streak. Who knows? Um, God, it's bad. i got to find out where it is. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, I'm going to find. I'm going to do a little digging. We'll get into it in, in a minute. Um, let's see here. Another person says, nice to have radio back at one o'clock. I'm in the same boat, guys. You're great. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're getting we some compliments it. over here on the Southern Structural Solutions text line that they, uh, they like the new show and like what we're doing. I appreciate it. Doug F. in Little Rock says, Kansas looks like hot buttered crap right now. <laughs> JK is talking about Devo. Uh, don't know anything. Can't release it if they did. Yeah, there's been nothing new on Devo. Uh, the last little bit of information we got was from Justin Acre in the zone. Devo was supposed to appear on the show yesterday. Uh, did not. But the agent for Devo said that there's the, you know, that it could happen next week or the following week. So there's the potential for Devo to be back on the zone. Now, does that mean he's just going to make an appearance and maybe say what he's going through? Or does that mean he's back on the team? We don't know. But that's the... That's the big question. That's the last thing we've heard. Yeah, that's the big question that's out there. And hopefully we can get some answers here soon. John Mark says, it's so nice to be able to turn on the bus from 1 to 4 again. Thanks a lot, John Mark. Um, Loving the new show, John and Greenbrier. Appreciate it, guys. You know, if you say something nice, you're going to get your uh, text med, your text read. (laughs) I read the bad things, too. Um, What's Joe say? Joe... See, I'll read the bad things. Joe sends me a picture. Jerry Jones holding up the groundhog. Six more years of losing. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. That's funny. Six more years. Wow. I uh, I hate Groundhog's Day, by the way. I think it's silly. I've never been a uh, Groundhog's Day fan. You? Uh, I pay attention to it. You do? Yeah. Do you think just, it means anything? I don't think it means okay. much of anything, but just pay attention to it. It's tradition. It's been happening So forever. what happened today? Uh, that I don't know. Okay, see, it doesn't mean that much. I think I saw on Twitter the groundhog saw did not see a shadow, so he stayed out, and that means we're gonna have early spring. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's what it means. It's cloudy outside right now, but this morning it was sunny. So when do they pull out the groundhog here? And do we pull out a groundhog in Little Rock? No. Does zoo no. Do something else. It only happens in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. I thought our zoo did something here. Maybe they do. I don't got any music playing, Joe. Oh, because I didn't turn it on. That's why. Out of bounds. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. For over 30 years, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse on 65th and University has been Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters and the only stop for all your truck parts and accessories. If it goes on a truck, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse has...